Well, Tennessee is one quarterback less here on a Thursday compared to a Wednesday. Find out which Tennessee quarterback entered the transfer portal. Plus, what's next year's incoming quarterback Taven Jackson have to say about the Tennessee Volunteers this year? All that and more on a loaded Locked On Balls Thursday. You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Balls. It's your team every single day, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast available on all platforms, completely free as well. And thanks so much for making Locked On Balls your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Eric Kane, at underscore Kaner, at Locked On Balls. I do radio in Knoxville at 99.1 The Sports Animal, and I work for VolQuest.com. That's the Tennessee rival site covering Tennessee football and recruiting. So, like I said in that cold open, there was a Tennessee quarterback that entered the transfer portal. I'm sure you know who I'm referring to. His name is Harrison Bailey. We'll talk about that here in segment one. And then Taven Jackson, Addison Nichols, two Tennessee football 2022 commits. I caught up with them earlier this week. I'm going to play those conver- the, that conversation in segments two and three. So, looking forward to that. But uh, Harrison Bailey. So, I feel like we all thought this was a little bit inevitable. It was going to happen sooner or later. I was tipped off by one of my most trusted sources earlier this week that it was going to happen this week. I checked in with a couple other people and they confirmed that. And that's why I dropped that little line on the podcast earlier this week that it's going to be sooner rather than later. And here we are. It was late on Wednesday afternoon. Harrison Bailey made the announcement himself via his social media where he said that he is going to enter the transfer portal. This is from Harrison Bailey's Twitter account. Dear Tennessee, Thank you for allowing me to pursue my academic and athletic career here at the prestigious uh, here at this prestigious university. I would like to thank everyone that has helped me and developed me into the person I am today on and off the field. To my brothers, I love you guys. We made a lifetime of memories over the last few years. Thank you for always supporting me through thick and thin. It's with a heavy heart I would like to announce that I'll be entering my name into the transfer portal and explore other opportunities. Harrison Bailey. Hey, you know, good for him. Number one, good for him because... I, I, I've said it, I just I, I don't think that he is right for this offense. Doesn't mean he can't play in this offense. Doesn't mean Josh Heupel couldn't use him in this offense. I just don't think it's a good fit, okay? Uh, Josh Heupel's proven over his time that he will adapt his offense to whoever he has, if you're the best option. Harrison Bailey is not the best option of this football team. He is the third best option, and quite frankly, he might have been the fourth best option at, at the start of camp if we're if it's if it's worth anything to people I've spoken to. He might have been the fourth best option during camp if you can read between the lines here. And I'm not trying to pile on Harrison Bailey. I think he has a lot of talent. I mean, you don't you don't have the success you do in the state of Georgia high school football without being talented. You just don't. Um, but you know, it's got to translate. It's got to translate to uh, the next level, and you've got to be able to to continue on. Fans loved Harrison Bailey. Because of his because of his resume coming out of high school. He was a four-year starter at Marietta High School in Georgia. He led the Blue Devils with their first state championship in over 50 years. He was the number seven national uh, he had the number seven national ranking by Max Preps in 2019. He was a 2020 All-American Bowl selection, 2019 Nike Elite 11 finalist. He was a 2019 Rivals 100 five-star challenge MVP. He was a 2019 Georgia Class 7A All-State. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. 2018, Georgia Class 7A uh, All-State Honorable Mention. He finished his high school career with 11,716 passing yards. That ranks fourth in Georgia history. 
becoming just one of five Georgia players to surpass 10,000 career passing yards, joining Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, Jake Fromm, and Kahari Lane. Okay, so anytime you're mentioned in the likes of those guys, obviously you're not bad at what you do. But again, even in even in Southern Georgia, I know Marietta's not Southern Georgia, but even in the state of Georgia, in Texas, in Florida, and in California, where you play the best high school football in the country, it does not compare to stepping up to the next level. It does not compare to stepping up in the Southeastern Conference. Okay, it just doesn't. Not even in the same stratosphere. That doesn't mean that Harrison Bailey can't play in the SEC. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it just doesn't compare. So I think he had the unrealistic expectations. Rivals slapped a five-star on him late in the process when he had already been committed to Tennessee for quite some time. I think I've said this before. I think that's the worst thing that ever happened to him because it's just five-star Harrison Bailey, five-star Harrison Bailey. He's supposed to be the next Peyton Manning. Well, there's only one Peyton Manning. I've said this before, and that's, that is Peyton freaking Manning, okay? And so Harrison Bailey was not it. Two staffs passed on playing Harrison Bailey. Jeremy Pruitt and his staff waited as long as they could to play Harrison Bailey until really they didn't have a choice. Okay, And to his credit, he did not get a normal offseason. He did not get a normal spring practice. It was not a good freshman year in terms of just normalcy for anyone, but for Harrison Bailey in particular. This staff also has passed on Harrison Bailey. I know I sound like I'm, I am... I'm just dogging him right now, but it just wasn't going to work out here, and I don't think it's a good fit at this level. Now, where is he going to go? I don't know. I hope he goes somewhere, and I hope he balls out. I really, really do. I hope he goes somewhere, and I hope he is a productive quarterback, and he makes the most of his college experience. Because, I mean, you know, I'll root for success for people. I really do. But I just don't think it was ever going to work out here. He's not the style of quarterback that Josh Heupel wants, and clearly he was not going to see the light of day at the playing field here this year. Now, here's what happens. Tennessee's in a quandary now, okay? Tennessee has two scholarship quarterbacks on its roster right now. That's not good. Their names are Hendon Hooker and Joe Milton. You have three other quarterback options. Sully McDermott, who's a freshman, six foot four, two twenty from Charlotte, North Carolina. You have Gaston Moore, who's a redshirt freshman, six foot two, two hundred from Hilton Head, South Carolina, also previously at UCF. And then you have Spencer Smith, redshirt sophomore, 6'1", 200 from Germantown, Tennessee. Those are your three walk-on quarterbacks who, just like everybody else, they practice every single day. They rep every single day. They're just not getting those reps, you know, against the first-team defense or first-team, uh, you know, second-team defense. They're they're getting scout team reps and stuff. But they're still going through individuals. They're still, you know, throwing seven-on-sevens, one-on-ones, all that stuff every single day. They are very much part of the team. They're just not on scholarship, at least to my knowledge. Um so, which one of those guys is quarterback number three? That's a question I've been asking all week, and I've not gotten an answer back. So, I don't know. If push came to shove and one of those guys had to play, I don't know which one it would be. Maybe uh, maybe Spencer Smith because he's the older guy in the room, a redshirt sophomore. Maybe it's uh, Gaston Moore because he came from UCF and he's familiar with the offense. I, I don't know. You hope that it doesn't come to that. But at the beginning of June, Tennessee had five scholarship quarterbacks on roster. Caden Salter was dismissed because of multiple off-the-field incidences. Brian Maurer left during training camp. And now Harrison Bailey. You're left with Hendon Hooker and Joe Milton. So obviously, Taven Jackson, who we're going to hear from here in just a moment. Taven Jackson's coming in. He's the first quarterback commit under Josh Heupel. He's coming in in the class of 2022. But even if Harrison, even if uh, Hendon Hooker and Joe Milton stay, that's just three quarterbacks, right? I don't know what the deal is. I expect Hendon Hooker to be back, but 
You know, the, the better he plays, the more eyes are on him in terms of a potential dart to the NFL. He has one more year left, a free COVID year. He said on Wednesday he hasn't even thought about it yet. So we it's not a guarantee Hendon Hooker comes back, but that is my expectation. What's Joe Milton going to do? He's already graduated from Michigan. This is already a second school. He's got, I believe, one year of eligibility remaining. Is Joe Milton just going to stay here and tough it out, or is he going to try to go find another opportunity? I don't know. We'll have to see. But you have Taven Jackson coming in. It's almost obvious now that Tennessee is going to hit the transfer portal and try to find a capable backup this fall or in this offseason. It's almost obvious now. I don't expect Tennessee to take two quarterbacks in the class, but I do expect Tennessee to attack the portal and go find another quarterback just just for a a sheer numbers perspective. So that's kind of where we stand right now. Is it fair or foul that Harrison Bailey left during the season? He left now during the bye week to give teams more of an opportunity to evaluate him and get ahead of the game so that he can be in a new school, in a new program by January. Um, you know, it is what it is. If you'd like to see him finish out the year, but he's not. And so Tennessee's now down to two scholarship quarterbacks. So hopefully Harrison Bailey goes somewhere and he balls out. Hopefully he succeeds but he is no longer a part of the Tennessee football program as Harrison Bailey has entered his name in the transfer portal. We will hear from 2022 commits Taven Jackson and Addison Nichols on the other side, but first, sweat block. Let me give you a testimony here, okay? You got a Hollywood producer. Straight out of Hollywood, uh, we have a producer who has been working on set of a Marvel movie that you might have heard of, and and she's been working 18-hour days for weeks in Atlanta in that heat. She heard about sweat block, started trying it, and now she loves it. No more sweaty production days. She even reports that one of the A-list actors uses it, maybe the green one, I don't know, to stay dry on set and on the red carpet. What about this one? Another success story about an avid soccer player. He heard us talking about sweat block and through it, it was a good to and, and thought it was too good to be true. Uh, but he always was the wettest guy at practicing games, like soaking wet, and he thought he'd give Sweatblock a shot. He tried it in his pits, and the next practice, his pits were dry while everything else was wet. Okay, He says he didn't even have to reply for nine days. Now he is a true believer. So go to sweatblock.com and try it out right now. Stops excessive sweating for up to seven days per use. Doctor created, doctor recommended. It is the dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. If you or someone you love is dealing with excessive sweat, you have to check out Sweatblock. Check it out today at 20% off at sweatblog.com or use the promo code locked on. Check it out at sweatblog.com at Amazon or your local CVS. And a big thanks to McDonald's. It's always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. It's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing that they're going to have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose is a place where teammates, comp- competitors, and the home team or the away team can come to recharge after a ball game. It's a place you always look forward to stopping on a long road trip to rest your legs and to refuel. McDonald's is fast, easy, affordable, and so, so great tasting. I love that breakfast menu. So many times I'm on the go, guys. I'm, I'm running around. I get off the air at 9 a.m. and I run over to McDonald's sometimes to get me a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit while I head on over to the field or whatever the case may be because it is so good. It's quick and easy and, again, so very tasting. I know you know what I'm talking about. Don't act like you guys haven't hit up that value menu before. So I need you to head on over to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Okay, did somebody say a Locked On Balls party at a McDonald's coming up soon? Maybe. We might have to get that into the work. So major thank you to McDonald's. So tasty, so affordable, and it's always dependable for our busy schedules. McDonald's, I'm loving it. 
Segment number two of a Thursday show. It starts now. This is Locked On Vols, your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Eric Kane. I've been teasing it. We've got commit chat here on Locked On Vols. Quarterback and offensive lineman. Four-star quarterback Taven Jackson. Four-star offensive lineman Addison Nichols. They stopped by the show. Here's my conversation with a pair of Tennessee football 2022 commits. Almost two-thirds of the way through the season, this last football season that you'll be watching from the stands, from your television sets before uh, you join this program and you become a part of uh, this volunteer family. And uh, Addison, we did this a couple weeks ago, but Taven, you know, welcome aboard, man. How how excited are you uh, just a couple months away from officially being a volunteer? I'm very excited. I'm very excited to come in and uh, bring bring what I have uh, for the table and, and just to get with the guys and develop a relationship with uh, athletes and coaching staff. I know Addison's going to try to be an early enrollee there in the uh, the midterm. Is that the plan for you as well? Yes, sir. I'll be down there in January. Awesome. Good deal. Well, I know you guys have been watching uh, Tennessee play football this year, and, and uh, I know you guys were in-house a couple weeks ago for that Ole Miss game. And, Addison, I'll go with you here, man. Uh, Tennessee a little offensively. It took a little while to get going, but had a great second half. I lost that game by just a touchdown, but you really got to see what this offense is capable of, uh, especially with Hendon Hooker when he's running the football, how this offense could just go, go, go there in the second half. Absolutely. It's super special to be able to go and experience the success that um, Tennessee is having uh, with what they have. Uh, they have a shortage on the roster, but being able to see what the program that the coaches are bringing with what they have, being so great it's just awesome to, to see because with this class coming in we're a great group of guys every one of them is going to bring fantastic thing fantastic things to the program and just knowing that and what the program has Tennessee's going to be unstoppable uh, that's just really really awesome for me you know I've talked to a, a lot of prospects and some of your fellow commits and the environment of that old Miss game just out of this world. Taven, t- talk me through that, man. You had the light show. Uh, you had, you know, the team running through the TV, a spotlight. You had the flyover. It was checker kneeling. It was a sold-out crowd. You know, how excited – what did you think of it, first and foremost, and were you picturing yourself playing in that environment? Yeah. Um, first game I went to was the Pitt game, and, and I mean, it was not like that. At the beginning of the season when they played Pitt, um, there was still uh, um, just space up in the stands, and – it was just not like Ole Miss, you know. We I came down there with two of my best friends. They're huge Tennessee fans. They're my closest friends, and they have never been to a Tennessee game or a college game. And I was like, "Well, this is the best atmosphere you're gonna see ever. So why why not uh, make it your first game?" And we got there, and it was just crazy. You know, we went on the Vol Walk. Um, a lot of fans. They never seen anything like that. I've never seen anything like that. Um, and then we got in the stadium and we went in a locker room and talked to coach and uh, talked to the players and talked to the staff. And then we came back on the field and it was popping. It, everyone was out there. Everyone was screaming. It was crazy. I couldn't even hear the people that were trying to direct us to the to the uh, to our seats. It was just crazy. It was unbelievable. And I, I can't wait to play an atmosphere like that. What about you, Addison? I mean, I feel like you've never seen uh, – you've been in Tennessee games before, I know that. But I felt like Saturday against Ole Miss, it, you know, it was on that Oklahoma 2015-type level of just, just loudness. Absolutely. I think we – what was it, 118 
decibels or something like that. Yeah, something like that yeah. the record, which is unbelievable. It's like dangerous for your ears. That's how loud it was. So that, that's really cool. But to be able to experience that from a stand aspect and knowing that's what it's going to be like when we're on the field is super cool. It just shows the passion and energy from the, uh, the fans and everyone that shows up. And it's awesome to, to, to see just the – the involvement of everyone in Knoxville and in Tennessee and the fan base just makes things so much better when you, when you're going to that program. Now, Addie, I'll stay with you here. I had a chance to talk with the coaches after that game, kind of, I know you talked to the coaches, both of you guys all the, all the time, but kind of what was their message to you after that, that game? Of course it was a tough loss, uh, but just the environment and everything it was a late night. Kind of what were the, the conversations like there in the locker room afterwards? Uh, just reassuring that the, the program works. Uh, we, as I said earlier, we could see that it's working. Uh, we're staying. We're right there. It's just we got to get some more guys in, uh, fill up that roster. And that's really what they were just saying. They are like, your class is really going to be the turning point of the program because your class is going to bring in the, start bringing in those numbers for us. And that's really when we're going to really start seeing Tennessee shine. And uh, that's super, super cool for uh, me and I know some of the other guys to hear. And uh, I know for me and definitely for the other guys, we're super pumped to be a part of that. Taven, you are getting to watch a quarterback uh, run this offense, and he's running it at a really, really good pace. He's running it. He's being very efficient. I mean, Hendon Hooker, his quarterback efficiency rating is third in the country, 17 touchdowns, two interceptions. You've seen how good this offense can be. And with Hendon Hooker, uh, what have you seen in him, and, and, and what are you kind of – how are you watching him play? Because I know you're – when you're watching him, you're probably picturing yourself in his shoes in running this offense. Yeah, when I watch him, it's just um, he just goes out there and plays his game, and he just balls out. You know what I'm saying? The coaches put him the best opportunities to make plays, and I bet you if we talk to him, he thinks this, thinks what I'm thinking. You know, the coaches put him in the right situations. He just has to go out there and execute, and that's what he's doing. And, you know, everyone around him is – feeding off his energy and that's what I love to see um, the receivers are making humongous plays the O-line's blocking amazing they're tough I mean it's the trenches down there you got to be tough so I think Hennon brings great leadership and, and great athleticism uh, when he uh, escapes the pocket you know what I'm saying he always used that spin move that we always talk about uh, when I, I talk to Addison I mean it's just smooth his spin move is smooth he uses it all the time and they don't expect it so I think he brings uh, great talent and a great leadership to the team. And, um, you know, he's someone that I look up to and I can see myself doing what he's doing. So some really cool stuff there from Taven Jackson and Addison Nichols. I will come back in segment three and play a couple more audio clips from them as well. So stay tuned if you want to hear some more about recruiting for the Tennessee Volunteers. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. The ever-increasing numbers of makes and models is now impossible for your local chain of auto parts store to stock up on all the parts you need. So why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and the wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computers, choosing only the brands their their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers and you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money by using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend up to 30 to 50, even 100% more for the same parts from the chain store or your car dealership? Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts to uh, professionals and the do it yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices alone 
always so reliably low for every single customer, and that's enough to get you into the online door at rockauto.com. They've got everything you can possibly need from brake parts to tail lamps, even motor oils, carpets as well. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for all of your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car and your truck. Right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit my friends at rockauto.com. And finally, it's BetOnline. BetOnline.ag, back and better than ever. A new web interface in the start for basketball season with even more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for football as well here on the gridiron, both college and professionally. Head on over to the new updated desktop or on your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. That's on your first deposit. All you need to do is use the promo code locked on to receive that bonus. That's promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball to football to baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Las Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all these amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports. Bet online, it is where the game starts. We got one more segment left here on a Thursday Locked On Vols. I'm your host, Eric Kane. Thanks so much for joining me here and making Locked On Vols your first listen. On tomorrow's show, we'll talk a little bit of hoops, maybe get a guest on to discuss the quarterback room for Tennessee as we set you off on a Friday with no game this weekend. I know it's a little weird. Normally, we had our game previews. We get a couple of guests on on a Friday show, but... Um, you know, we just kind of are what we are this week for the bye week, but a big, big game coming up next Saturday, and we'll definitely be breaking down Kentucky all week long and next week. So wanted to continue on with uh, some of our comments from, of course, Taven Jackson, Addison Nichols. Not going to lie to you guys, all right? my I was at work in my work office when I had the time scheduled to uh, Zoom with these guys, and so I didn't have my lovely microphone with me, and I had to go off my Mac internal microphone, okay? I don't know what happened the last three minutes of that interview on Zoom because my mic was fine, you know, all things considered, for the first seven minutes. And then the last three minutes, it's like I was sitting here, well, you know, the whole candy wrapper thing when you're putting in the phone when you're trying to say it's breaking up. That's what it sounded like. I have no clue what happened. So I cut off the last three minutes, and we're going to do a sports talk uh, way here when I say uh, so-and-so, this is what they had to say, so-and-so. So, so, so we're going to go back, and we're going to do it this way. Um, Addison Nichols and uh, Taven Jackson. This is Taven Jackson on uh, you know playing in this system, how it's exciting for him as a quarterback to play in the system of up-tempo and efficiency football, and of course, you know under Josh Heupel, and seeing what Tennessee's done this year and how it's been exciting for him coming in to be the field general for this, uh, for this to go uh, you know, with him the next couple of years. Here's what Taven Jackson had to say about operating in this system uh, one day here at Tennessee. I'm very excited. You know, everyone doubted Coach Hosley and Coach Heupel because they didn't really know them when they came into Tennessee. You know, I remember when I committed, everyone was like, why did you commit there? What's so special and everything? I, and I just told them what I saw at UCF. And they're going to bring it to the SEC and it's going to be bigger and better. So, now, now people are really understanding that it's it's no joke to them in their offense, and I just love to see I love to see that I love that to open I love that the coaching staff is opening up people's eyes uh, of on what they're bringing to the, to the SEC. 
We'll get one more here from Taven Jackson, of course, Tennessee's quarterback commit for the class of 2022. I asked him about being a leader. All right, uh, Both of these guys are leaders. But ask Taven Jackson about being a leader because he is the quarterback, both on the football field, in the huddle, but also off the football field, in the group chat, in the locker room, in the classroom. Of course, you know, just him in general doing that with his high school teammates. He can't do that with his, with his committed guys right now for Tennessee, but but he will. How important is it to be a leader both on and off the field? Here's Taven Jackson's answer. Yes, I, I feel like you know, off-field leadership is, is great. Um, and, I mean, in both ways, um, you have to be a leader off the field. You have to show how to do the right thing, how to uh, handle um, criticism, you know what I'm saying, as a quarterback. So I think off, off, like off-field leadership is great, but on-field leadership is also great. You know, you have to work hard in practice. Um, you have to show great leadership and great power and great, uh, you know, like tenacity, you know what I'm saying? Like some quarterbacks, you know, if, if a player sees like you're being soft, they, they're not going to want to mess with you. They're not going to want to like, take, get on the, tr- get on your train and, and, and be led by you. So I think that's what I need to bring into Tennessee and uh, bring toughness and grit. And on that leadership note, Addison Nichols, certainly a leader in his own regard for his high school right now. He will be a leader in this class for Tennessee and probably for the next few years that he is here. Uh, how is it as important for him and Taven both to be the leaders in this committed class and to kind of drive that conversation in the group chat, try to encourage guys to get on campus and reach out to other guys who maybe not be committed just yet? Here's how what Addison Nichols had to say about that. It's extremely important. Uh, I feel like us being committed and having had these relationships with the players and coaches uh, give us an upper leg in this recruiting. Uh, we get to say we've kind of experienced this and that with the program and with the, uh, the staff and helps us a lot with the recruiting. And the recruiting itself is extremely crucial, like I said, with the numbers thing. The more and more we can get into this program, the better it's going to be. The better guys we can get into the program, the better it's going to be. Um, I don't know. It's just I feel like we're doing a great job so far, and we're definitely not done. And uh, it's going to look pretty good. That's all I can say. And then finally, Addison Nichols, what do you want to see from Tennessee the remaining uh, four games this season? A big matchup against Kentucky on the road, coming back home for three games against number one Georgia, South Alabama, and then Vanderbilt to cap out on the regular season. Addison Nichols, what else do you want to see from this Tennessee offense and this Tennessee team here this season? I just want to see the t- continued growth and success of the program. Like I said, we've seen great success in, uh, with what we've had uh, the past few games program showing great things and doing really really well so I just want to see that grow throughout the next few games uh, just see how much better it can get and that's pretty much it for me um, again that's the last little bit of my conversation with Addison Nichols and Taven Jackson and appreciate both of those guys for wanting to hang out and taking the time and talking with me here today so uh, a lot of you guys have been asking about this 2022 cycle and you know I think it's going to finish anywhere from 20 to you know, 2026, 2027. I mean, it's it is what it is. Hype is so far behind for the class of 2022 because you got here late. You haven't started forming those relationships in quite some time. But it's still going to be very important because, like Addison said, this is kind of the first 
you know, class that's you're going to get some numbers in, and you're you're starting to turn the tide a little bit and potentially change the program. And so, uh, this this 2022 class for Tennessee it currently sits at 14 commits, 10 of which are on the offensive side of the football. You have four offensive linemen: Addison Nichols, who you just heard from, Maurice Clipper, Masai Reddick, and Brian Grant. You have a running back in Dylan Sampson. You got a quarterback that you just heard from in Taven Jackson. You got three wide receivers in Charles Nimrod, Cameron Miller, and Aquarius Squirrel White. Uh, you will likely take another wide receiver and another running back on the offensive side, but really, you need to work on defense. Defensively, you only have four commits so far Elijah Herring, Caleb Perry, two linebackers, and then Jordan Phillips, a defensive tackle, along with Vincent Sneed a defensive end. I think we've heard from the majority of these guys. The majority of these commits have been on this podcast before. I know Vincent Sneed has. I know Elijah Herring has. I know that uh, Brody Foley, the tight end, has. Um, I know Maurice Clipper has. But nonetheless, um, Tennessee will look to conclude this 2022 cycle by signing uh, a couple more defensive players, and then I do think Tennessee will be a factor in the transfer portal, not just for a quarterback, like I said earlier in the show, but you know maybe some help at linebacker, maybe some help at uh, at cornerback uh, with a, with a you know depending on what Alante Taylor decides to do, uh, just some other you know f- gaps you got to fill in on the defensive side of the football. So we'll see. Um, if there's anybody that I would say you got to watch to flip, it would be Jordan Phillips, defensive tackle uh, from Orlando, Florida. He has been trending all Florida Gators for quite some time. I would, uh, if there is to be a guy that flips, it would be uh, Jordan Phillips. So that's what the committed class looks like right now. And currently, according to rivals, Tennessee ranks 31st in the country in team recruiting rankings, but some spots to fill in this class. All right. That's going to do it here for a Thursday Locked on Vols. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with two guys. I think they're going to be great here at Tennessee. I really do. Good guys, good people, good teammates, good leaders, and I think they're going to be some pretty good football players. I know you guys are excited about Taven Jackson, the quarterback. Addison Nichols, I think, is going to be a heck of an offensive lineman here at the tackle position as well. So we will conclude a week's worth of shows here on Locked on Vols. Tomorrow we'll talk some basketball a little bit. We'll try to get somebody on to talk quarterbacks. All that coming up here on a Locked On Balls Friday edition. But thank you so much for making Locked On Balls your number one listen. Don't forget, you can hit me up anytime, anyplace, anywhere, at underscore Kaner and at Locked On Balls. And now that we're done here, check out Locked On SEC with host Chris Gordy of Sports 790. That's Locked On SEC for your second listen of the day. Thanks so much, guys. I will talk to you again on Friday. But until then, enjoy the rest of your Thursday, everybody. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.